0: Hi, and welcome to Enriched Perspective with Mike and Talisha Wallace, where we seek to shift paradigms through the exploration of biblical principles. I'm Mike.
1: And I'm Talisha. Welcome Welcome to to the the podcast. podcast. Today we're going to talk about why would I get married? It's simple but complicated. The scripture says, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and every woman her own husband. So it seems pretty straightforward, right? Mike, let's jump right in. What drives people to get married?
0: So the very simple answer is sex. Oh, wow. (laughs) I know that sounds kind of weird that uh, we would start off with that particular statement. But realistically speaking, the reason why a person would get married biblically is because they want to do it. Wow. There's two places that um, supports this statement. Um, Of course, in the New Testament, In multiple places, it talks about fleeing fornication or avoiding fornication. And the only way that you can do that is through marriage. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and every woman her own husband. Mm -hmm. And then when you look in the Old Testament, when it talks about fornication, it really doesn't speak specifically about the word fornication. I don't think you'll find it anywhere in the Old Testament. Mm But when you look at uh, the laws as it relates to sex sex and intimacy, mm-hmm. um, there was a law that if a man found a woman that was a virgin, that was not betrothed, mm-hmm. and he slept with her, um, and they got caught, of course. It's always about getting caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if they got caught, then he would be required to pay a dowry, mm-hmm. effectively, and then also, he would also be required to marry her. Mm-hmm. And he could never put her away. Yeah. Um, so in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, one of the main drivers for marriage was sexual intercourse. I want to do it. Right. And of course, as believers, we don't want to commit fornication. That was one of the, the laws that was given to the Gentile church um, in Acts, the 15 chapter it was talking about, like, say, abstain from meat, sacrifice to idols, abstain mm-hmm. from blood. But then it also said abstain from fornication. And mm-hmm. there are multiple places in the epistles of Paul that speak expressly about avoiding fornication. Right, um, It's one of those things that, as we know, um, in our society, is, is very much so um, sensationalized. Mm-hmm. It's publicized. It's oh. everywhere you look. There's always something that's um, trying to, um, what's the word I want to use, um, heighten or Oh, bring to awareness those sensories that are in you, mm-hmm. as it relates to um, intimacy and sexual intercourse. Uh, it's in the movies, it's in the this music, it's in the commercials. Oh, yeah. You know, it's in the the types of clothing that we wear. It's all sexually charged and sexually driven. And well, let's not forget the internet. Internet has so many different um, avenues and channels by mm-hmm. which you can find content related to intimacy or sexual um, sexual uh, content for that matter right and the only difference between then and now is we have all these different modes of communication we have all these different uh, visual cues whereas back then they just kind of had themselves Mm
1: -hmm. and it's funny how
0: when you look at the old testament it had all these different laws and commandments related to sexual intercourse, mm-hmm. so many different rules specifically and expressly to um, put boundaries around with whom and how you <laughs> are supposed to have sex. Wow. And um, so it's always been an issue ever mm-hmm. since the fall of man. Matter of fact, ever since the beginning. Right. The reason why God made Eve was so that Adam could have a partner so that he could procreate with. That's right. As, and you look at the whole, you say, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. You know, twain shall be one flesh. Right. I mean, after he, sh- he got made, I mean, it was like, let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. they had, uh, what is it, Cain and Abel. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't very long. right? Uh, but realistically speaking, the simple answer is, like I say, marriage is the the covenant. It's the union. It's the um lawful way by which we're able to have sexual intercourse with the opposite sex
1: right i like that the god made marriage for us to naturally satisfy those desires that was a natural thing but there was a way that god had it planned for us to do it to where he would approve it correct so um, it's not the fornication that he approves but marriage is honorable yeah
0: Um, Mm -hmm. in hebrews it says marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but the whoremongers and the adulterers, God will judge. The whoremongers are those that are not married, Mm -hmm. and the adulterers are those that are married but choose to have marital, extramarital affairs or have have sexual intercourse with somebody that's not their companion. Mm -hmm.
1: And also, I was thinking about, um, it's so powerful as far as intimacy is concerned within the marriage that if, if you do get married, you say the vows, do everything, it's not even binded until there is that consummation.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> when you look at the Old Testament, um, it was the thing that um, they used to help, like matter of fact, confirm that the marriage was done lawfully. Right. Um, it's the the intercourse that the husband and the wife have. But taking a step back a little bit, it was even of greater necessity that the women were virgins. Right. And that's why they took the garments and took the sheets and the bedding was to prove their daughter's virginity Mm -hmm. so that if there was ever a time of accusation or if there was ever a time where the husband was displeased with his companion the one way he could get out of it was by claiming that she was not pure Mm -hmm. so israel was very very particular about making sure that their daughters or that the women were were virgins Mm -hmm. and again that's something that, that, that we've lost over time A lot of times we don't put a lot of emphasis on that Mm -hmm. um, because, again, all of the different things that are going on in society and what now is considered acceptable versus what was, you would think that we'd be a little bit more um, adamant about people keeping themselves, not only young women, but young men. Given everything that's going on in society, given everything that we've now seen and all the different consequences that have arose from people having you know, sexual relations prior to marriage, mm-hmm. you would think we would be more cautious. You yeah. think we would be more careful. You think we would be more adamant about, you know, promoting and preaching yeah. virginity. Yeah. But so instead, we, we promote and preach protection. Yeah. And we know that that's not 100% guarantee, whereas virginity is. That's right and so going back to this so this this virgin thing so they were waiting for their companion Mm -hmm. every scripture when it was talking about the the betrothal piece it was always talking about someone that was a virgin Mm -hmm. because again it, it was the intent was for that particular act to be only shared with their companion
1: right and i like also a point that we were talking about earlier was you can be a friend with somebody of the opposite sex. You know, like you can be a friend with the male or a female. But it's like when feelings start coming and you start liking them on a different level, if you wanna be intimate, that's where marriage comes into play. To have that legal um union of the bodies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, let's be let's <laughs> be honest,
0: I can be your friend. Yeah, you can you have know. a friend, but it's uh, like we can be cool, we can hang out, like I say, we can laugh and we could joke and we can get along. I don't need to marry you for that. Exactly. You know, and I'm not probably not going to marry you. Right. <laughs> just be just honest. really,
1: we're just friends
0: and we're just good friends and we mm-hmm. enjoy each other company. But mm-hmm. when it gets to the point where all of a sudden um, that friendship begins to evolve into something more. And now I want to express my feelings for you in a more intimate way. Right. The first thing that comes to people's mind is they want to do it. That's right. And that's a lot of times what leads to fornication yep. is because They've been befriended someone, they've gotten close to them, and, you know, they've shared some moments. They had intimacy without actual physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. But now they want to get the full experience. Right. So they feel like the next best thing is, let's do it.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you have people that are living in fornication, why why would they get married? You well, know, as far as, like, they've already jumped the gun. You're in, you're living in a fornication. Um, but usually you say that that sexual piece for marriage but if somebody's already done that why should they get married
0: well some of it is because they committed fornication that and they get married yeah you've had some kids and you've started building a life and kind of kind of in it now
1: yeah and the uh, like you already mentioned that scripture marriage is honorable it's yeah. the honorable thing to do it's that commitment yeah that comes with that marriage when you commit the rest of your life to that person you no longer just friends with benefits or just i can get in and out when i want to because we don't have that covenant we're just doing something you know true so.
0: and that that is the imp- one of the more important pieces of the marital aspect yeah when you are going towards marriage it is a commitment that you're getting ready to make that i'm expecting planning to you know envisioning being with this person and this person only mm-hmm. for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that scares the mess out of people (laughs) and that's what kind of steers them away from marriage and that's one of the reasons why they would not get married Yeah, because they're like I don't think I could be with this one person for the rest of my life or I don't think I could be with one person for the rest of my life so instead of doing it God's way which is again marriage if you want to have sex mm-hmm. he said he gave you away. if you really just want to do it <laughs> here's a way yeah. get married
1: mm-hmm. but
0: we don't want to do it God's way we rather do it our own way so yes. therefore we begin to commit fornication and we have multiple partners then we fall into the category of whoremongers yeah. and again that has its own set of consequences but even with that you're going to eventually run into somebody mm-hmm. you're going to get some feelings for them and you're going to want to make that commitment with him right and it's still now i'm saying i'm exclusively going to be with you mm-hmm. in this way for the rest of my life
1: right so as we approach marriage mm-hmm. um, what do you think should be do you think that sex should be on the top of that list when you're looking to get into a committed relationship i mean should that be the first thing you're thinking about? Even though I know you say that's why people get married, but it's like, shouldn't there be something else going on? Yeah,
0: but sorry. It's, <laughs> it's at the top of the list. <laughs> I know we don't want to admit it. I know we don't want to be honest, but.
1: <laughs> but we're friends. You we just want to be it's friends. A, it's, it's at the top
0: of the list. I, I want to get in the grits. Yeah. So, <laughs> therefore, you know, we need to get married and we need to get married now. I'm on fire.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, the so, Bible does say it's better to marry than to burn. Yeah, it do. Like I told you before, sometimes we all oily.
0: And it don't take a lot for us to get <laughs> lit up. So we're trying to hurry up and rush into marriage because oh. we're trying to, yeah. to avoid fornication.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're
0: a Christian man or a Christian woman, you mm-hmm. don't want to commit fornication because you know that it's a sin against your own body. So you're, you're trying to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you know that marriage is the out. Uh. Now the problem is there are some other things that we should be thinking about and we should be considering before we jump into this marital relationship. Right. But because we're in the moment and because we're horny, mm-hmm. you know, and we need that fire to be put out, you know, before it consumes us, mm-hmm. we pick whatever's familiar.
1: Wow. So what do you do after that moment is, I mean, that moment mm-hmm. is over and the lust you know plays out what if how do you get up and move on
0: well you know you begin to see what marriage really is all about because <laughs> so i'm trying to figure out the best way to say this hold, so my, hold my breath cause i don't <laughs> know what you're about to say i'll try to be oh uh, politically correct here but we talk about a virgin yes let's and do that you talk about Someone that's committed fornication before, you know, they've had experience, as we like to call it. Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna try to hit both sides of that fence. Okay. So <laughs> when you talk about a virgin, a lot of times, and I could talk from experience, I was a virgin but when I got married. Mm-hmm. It's like you're so excited about the day <laughs> and and the moment, you know, of the day. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't think of anything else. All you're thinking about <laughs> is like when Norbert was waiting <laughs> for his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever day it is that your wedding day is <laughs> on, oh, that's all you can think about. That's all you can concentrate on yeah. from the day you say I've, yes. Mm-hmm. From the engagement period all the way through, it's yeah. like you're kind of missing at times all of those other bits and pieces and those signals that may be being thrown mm-hmm. that might tell you that this might not be the best decision yeah. or you're about to have a rocky road ahead of you. Yeah. You're missing all of that because all you focused on is that that day. Yes. Not even Something a day else is leaving the you. evening. <laughs> it's like I need the evening in the morning. Yes. So I can get to where <laughs> I'm trying to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like I say, you have the evening in the morning, you have your moments mm-hmm. and you feel like you've You've done a, a good service to this individual because you waited and you kept yourself. And that is very good. That's yes. what we should do.
1: Yes. But I don't want to don't take away the value of virginity. It has a lot of weight to it.
0: Yes. But there's another side of that coin. Mm-hmm. Um, virginity only lasts as long as you last. we <laughs> right between the lines <laughs> on that first day. <laughs> You were him. But it only lasts Boy. as long as they last, oh, Lord. and then from that point forward,
1: <laughs> we're in a different Ooh, category it's now. It'll be a long episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: And we don't prepare for the after. We're so focused on that one yes. moment, right? So we forget about what needs to happen in order to allow us to have success mm-hmm. after we're we've given our virginity,
1: right?
0: And and we find ourselves when we, we're done and we're in the after we're in trouble because now reality begins to set in. Um, You realize that, you know, yep, I might have enjoyed myself, might have had a good time, and I may have a couple of more moments, but there's going to come a time where, okay, now we have to deal with the responsibilities. We have to deal with the roles. We have to deal with how we're going to interact, how we're going to communicate, how we're going to relate, how we're going to build as now a a unit because Mm -hmm. the Bible said, twain shall become one flesh. Right. Yes, I've given you myself. And I'm going to get to the other side real quick. And I don't have all of those uh, memories from everything else that I'm battling with. But now I'm still battling with selfishness. I'm still battling with pride. I'm still battling with, you know... um, Trying to be independent in a in a relationship that requires codependence. Right. <laughs> you, know, right. you know, trying to figure out how do what I want to do match with what we should be doing as a, a, a unit and mm. as a union. Right. You know, what is our future going to hold? All those things begin to hit you immediately after you've consummated the marriage.
1: Yeah.
0: Now for somebody that's committed fornication. That might not be the most exciting part of the the, the union for them,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it still has value. Yes, because it, the the parameters change. No longer are we doing something that is seen as a sin against our own flesh. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing something that is considered honorable. Yes, something where it's no longer a defiling of oneself. Now it's it's undefiled. That's but right. now we still have those same issues. Right. And on top of that, we have all of the different the history that we now have to contend with and deal with. If one was a virgin and one wasn't, right? You know the different things that each one of you have to deal with. Yeah. The virgin, am I satisfying? Am I pleasing? Am I measuring up? And the one that's not a virgin, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know if this is, you know, yeah. Can I deal with this or you know? And, and that's some cases. In the cases where you both come from having a lot of experience, all of those different experiences having an impact on how you see and how you relate to and even how you. Interact in an intimate way with your companion,
1: mm-hmm. and you're
0: having to to walk through the nuances of that. Because I don't care how long you've been committing fornication, when you get into marriage, there's a finality that comes with that. Yeah, there's this, this this weight. Yeah. Because to your point, yeah. because of the commitment, mm-hmm. I can't just walk away and there's no repercussions. That's right. You no, know, if if I walk away now, there's some there's some heavy steep penalties that I'm going to play, mm-hmm. not only from a natural standpoint but yeah. From a spiritual standpoint as well,
1: yeah,
0: and the weight of that it hits you
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so unfortunately um, the very reason why you get married sex mm-hmm. is the very reason would cause people to want to get divorced the <laughs> lack thereof <laughs> oh,
1: <geez. laughs> and that the Bible speaks about that too as far as yep. sex within the marriage
0: uh first Corinthians the seventh chapter mm-hmm. it talks about that talks about a couple of things related to marriage, but specifically it does talk about not defrauding or not withholding from each other as it relates to sexual intimacy. That's right. Because this is why we got married so that we can become one flesh. And what the enemy has done in in a very interesting way is he's tried to take sex out of marriage and put it everywhere else, everywhere else it's acceptable, everywhere else it's it's, it's exciting, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's pleasurable, something you look forward to, you know, Mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, is so sensationalized everywhere else. But when you talk about marriage, uh, oh, yeah. like, uh, it, it's yeah. just like, it's a chore. It's a mm-hmm. task. So uh, I guess I have to do this. And, you know, mad all the time, angry all the time. She don't want you. You don't want her. Neither <laughs> one of you can be satisfied or pleased by the other. Right. And this is like five weeks after y'all got married. <laughs> y'all been committing fornication for 15 years. and exactly. Ain't had no problems. When you get married, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, something yeah. changed about you, right. you know. Or even this ain't hitting it quite right. Mm-hmm. This is a version. You, you ain't never done it before. You don't know what's hitting quite right or not. <laughs> but because of all the things that you see, because of all the outputs, inputs that you have in your life mm-hmm. of what uh, intimacy is supposed to look like according to the world, yes, you see. use that as your barometer for whether what you're doing or what you're engaging in is good or not. Right. And that's the very wrong thing. Absolutely. What brings about, and probably shifting gears a little bit, what brings about, um, pleasure excitement um all the beauty that's related to intercourse within the context of marriage is the relationship
1: yes that's absolutely right absolutely
0: and that's the one thing that we fail to understand that we have to work on in order for us to have a healthy sex life that's right I said, you want to have sex, but you don't want to have a relationship. And if I'm committed to you and you're the only one that I could be with, that's like it's required.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Because we're all human.
1: Mm
0: You're going to get bored. You're going to get tired. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get bored out. (laughs) All those things. Oh, yeah. You know, and as we grow older, or just as we mature, our bodies change. So Mm -hmm. things look different than they might have at the beginning. That's right. And if you don't have that relationship and you're looking at things from still a very carnal, natural eye, Mm -hmm. carnal being the lust of the flesh, and that's the only thing that's driving you because you've never allowed, you know, the gravity of now this relationship and this covenant to really take hold of you. Mm -hmm. You haven't really taken the time necessary to really build in those things that's needed. For that relationship to really grow and mature and to blossom,
1: yeah. Now the one thing that you got into it for, yes, you're denying each other. Yeah, there's one point I I like, came across. Is God created sex to be a beautiful and essential ingredient of marriage. Exactly, so it's necessary. It's it's, for, it's from God and it's honorable when you do it in marriage.
0: Yeah, I think you had a point, uh, too, that you mentioned that intimacy is the reward of commitment. Commitment, that's right. And a lot of times w- we don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. And w- we unfortunately abuse it. Yeah. We ab- abuse the power that we have, you know, in our flesh as it relates to sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Husbands deny their wives when they get angry. Yeah. Wives deny their husbands when they get angry. Right. And Paul expressly said, like, yep. Don't do that. Don't do it. Defraud ye not one another. Accept it. Be with consent. Right. And even in that time of consent, is for fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. And then he said, immediately after that, make sure that you come together mm-hmm. again, though, That's right. so that um, the devil won't get an advantage over you. Yep. Because that advantage comes because you're not consistent. Yes. And you got married for a reason because right. you, you want to have intercourse.
1: Yeah. Because you could have just stayed friends.
0: Exactly. And the enemy will use that to his advantage. He oh knows yeah. you have that desire. You know, yes. you have that drive because you tasted of the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you found that it was good. And now yeah. you want more mm-hmm. of the fruit. And he will present things to you. He will see if you will take a bite. Right. You know, he'll, he'll put your, somebody's friend in front of you. He'll put some such and so or so whatever. Whatever he thinks will be a temp attempting to you, yeah, he'll try it. Yeah. And the Bible said that if we're driven by the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, but specifically in this case, probably the eye and the flesh is mm-hmm. what can drive us, Yeah, and it could drive us right out of our marriage. Exactly. Because I'm not getting what I feel like I need here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to see if I can get it somewhere else. Yeah. And now you're in a place where, Jesus said, "If you look on a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your heart That's right and we know what James talked about when he talks about sin is conceived mm-hmm. it say when lust is conceived, you bring, bring forth sin yeah. and sin when it's finished, it bring forth death, yeah, you keep looking out, you keep looking around, you keep wondering, you keep mm-hmm. thinking before you know it, you start having a conversation,
1: yeah,
0: and then that conversation becomes something deeper." And you begin to develop this intimacy with this other individual that you could have had with your companion, but you're finding all kinds of reasons why you can't do that mm-hmm. and eventually that intimacy is gonna lead to wanting to share now your body with him
1: Because
0: right. it goes from layer to layer level to level right, and before you know it, now you out,
1: yeah, so sex to get in the marriage
0: and sex to get you right out too
1: Let's see. That's something and one thing I as you were talking it just came to me, um God loves unity and yep. the, the, it said the two should be one flesh, and the enemy does nothing but divide 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 he does not want us to be unified in any means, so mm-hmm. as you were saying, like if you get if he gets that advantage where you're not coming together as man and wife, he's gonna bring something in like you say to. Divide and destroy. Mm -hmm. So we got to be wise to his tactics. So when you're seeking marriage, make sure you're considering all of these things so you don't get somebody that you don't want to be with. (laughs) You know, in the long run, after the sex is kind of, you know, the fire kind of is... Simmering and smoldering. Even though you have that commitment (laughs) with that person... (laughs) You you go through the rough patches together. You don't, yep. but you don't quit. You don't, even if they're an unbeliever. Even the Bible talks about that. So committed in the unity of marriage that you stay together. You work it out. You do what it takes. You do the hard work mm-hmm. to stay together as one. Yep. You know that's the unity God is calling for, and that you can't find that in fornication. That mm-hmm. was never meant for how God made our bodies. We're not made for fornication. We are made for our spouses and for God. Yep. So, it's very important that we value, first of all, our virginity. Um, just speaking to, I don't have the same testimony as you, but... Testimony? <laughs> as keep being a virgin when you got married. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, like, just... <laughs> there's But there's things that come behind that fornication, that the weight of sin and shame, memories and comparisons and different things that come with that. So value your virginity don't don't let the world make you feel pressure to uh devalue it to where you start doing things to try to be, like we talked about last episode being accepted to be accepted you do stuff well they'll like lighten but there's a price you got to pay for that that um that misconduct true sure. um, when you're a virgin we were talking about in the word he talks about you could spend more time dedicating your life to god you have more free time. There's You don't have a husband or children to see after. So in your singlehood virginity era for your life, mm-hmm. commit that to God. Commit it to becoming more like Christ so you can be the spouse that He's that your nec- your spouse is going to need. You know, not just waiting for somebody to come and take your virginity and now it's all over. There's a whole nother life at the, at the virginity. After that's gone, True. you got to get up and get to work. There's there's a life you got to build together with your spouse. So value it. Be virtuous and a virgin. True. <laughs> you know?
0: And I was thinking about also you talk about the divided thing. Like I say, when you commit fornication, mm-hmm. you're giving of yourself the most that you can give of yourself. Yes. To all of these different people, whether it was one, two, five, whatever your number is, don't really matter. You're mm-hmm. giving of yourself the the very most that you have to give. The most intimate aspect of who you are. Yes. And that's why the enemy fights so hard in that area, whether it be with, like I say, molestation, Mm -hmm. you know, and different things, abuses early, Early. so that he can taint your view on Mm -hmm. sex. Yes. So Mm -hmm. that it doesn't seem like anything of value to you. So therefore, you're willing to. Give yourself to any and everybody Mm because you're not thinking of it like, well, this is something that's precious. This is something that should be guarded. Mm -hmm. This is something that truly is sacred, you know, not only for me, but for my companion to be right. Um, A lot of times we don't look at it that way, but it's not just the person that, you know, you see you. you, This is the one I want. But even if you don't know who that person is, you got to look at keeping your virginity as I'm saving it for that person that I'm going to become one with. That's right. And a lot of times we don't do that, and 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 not doing so, we're sinning against our own body because the Bible talks about when it talks about the husband and the wife, like the woman, like he said. I think it was in uh, Ephesians where Paul was saying like the woman, you got to treat her like she's your own body. Yeah. And he said, no man at any time hated his own flesh, but he nourished it and care care for it, and that's how we're supposed to do as husbands. And even before I'm married, I'm caring for and nurturing the woman that I'm in my case looking to marry because. I don't wanna do anything that would cause a hindrance or would cause um, any type of uh, divide or cause any type of um, issues right. beyond what's gonna come anyway. Exactly. Because again, sex is the, the entry point, but to your point, there's so much more involved after you have intercourse. Mm-hmm. That's just like the, I wanna say that word, that's the, that's the reward you know, of now coming into a covenant relationship, uh, building up, you know, I want to be with you, you want to be with me, understanding who they are, I hope, taking the time to see if we're compatible, taking the time to see if this is something that we both can do, if we can cohabitate, they ain't mm-hmm. necessarily living together, but in our conversation and in our discussions, asking the, the hard questions about who you are, how you see things and what are your values truly. Yeah. And and really seeing are we truly compatible?
1: Yes. And then just being willing to grow uh, absolutely and together.
0: Knowing that you're not gonna have it all perfect when you get married. No. Nah. Because you don't know everything. Right. Some things you don't know until you get married. Right. <laughs> until you start experiencing life together. But once you experience these things, knowing that I'm so committed to you, I'm so committed to our union that I'm willing to, I think we mentioned earlier, I'm willing to work through that. Yes. So while sex was the driver for us to make this final step into marriage, mm-hmm. sex isn't necessarily the driver for us to stay married. Yeah. But it is an essential part of us mm-hmm. staying married.
1: Right. That's It's all wrapped together. It's all wrapped it's together. All wrapped together. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like if you're not responsible, you said this, if you're not prepared for the full responsibility and weight of the marriage, you'll look for an exit. So it's very careful. You're saying, like, with the weight that comes with marriage, um, start looking out. If, start if you don't really have that full committed heart, yeah. so you got to be careful in understanding what you're entering into.
0: Yeah, and that's that selflessness yeah. that we... Forget that's required. We don't, we forget about the requirements of the actual union. Like I say, we're so focused on, like I mentioned earlier, that day, mm-hmm. and getting to the point where you're able to experience this thing called sex that we've been hearing so much about, and you know we've been waiting for it. And I'm so excited that I finally about to get an opportunity to do this thing lawfully. Mm-hmm. And you forget about <laughs> all the other re- things that's required that's in order for you to be able to really make this thing work. Right, and the Bible does talk about it when it talks about the husbands and it talks about the wives Mm -hmm. it really does give good examples on how we're supposed to carry ourselves it's not anything long and drawn out and in detail but Mm -hmm. it's more than sufficient to help you know that as a husband you have to be selfless Mm -hmm. Um, of course you have to be willing to sacrifice Um, you have to be knowledgeable you have to be able to honor your wife and hold her in honor and regard you can't harbor bitterness in your heart Mm -hmm. you have to love her Um, also again you have to realize you're no longer living for yourself but you're really living for her as well as whatever offspring that comes through this union
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, for a wife of course a lot of the same things but one of the things everybody seems to kick at is the subjection piece and the submission Mm -hmm. piece Mm -hmm. and then also just um, the adorning of themselves um, not the outward man not looking good because that's one of the things that Everybody focuses on so much Mm -hmm. nowadays is their outward appearance. You know, they put a lot of time, energy, and effort in making themselves up, you know, making sure their hair is tight and right, making sure that their body is just right, you know, fingers, nails. The whole nine yards, they spend so much time, energy, and effort making sure that they look good, mm-hmm. but then their attitude is horrible. Oh, my gosh. You know, they're just contentious, you know, can't tell them nothing, won't listen. The Bible even says the contention of a wife is a continual dropping. Otherwise, is an annoyance, it's a it's a, a pain, and it's an irritation to her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about a woman um, that is, I forgot where it says, but if she's uh, a, ah, I forgot the name, but it's another thing I was talking about, like with a wife, where she was just uh, a headache, for lack of a better way of saying it. <laughs> Contentious. Uh, no, that's what I say. But she that maketh the shame uh, is a rottenness to in his bones. Talking about a wife, because it was saying it at the first part, a virtuous woman is, is a crown to her husband. Mm-hmm. But she that maketh the shame is rot is as rottenness in his bones. Somebody that you know, can't take her nowhere. Right, you know, getting fights and arguments. Yes. You know, oh. always. You know, um, throwing stuff yeah. and everybody taking their cues from these housewives of yes. wherever they come from. And God knows none of them women are housewives. Not Let's either. just be honest. <laughs> and that's where, but that's where people are taking their cues. Yeah, and they're saying society. this is what it means to be a wife. Yeah. Yeah. And just the attitude in which they carry themselves. There's nothing meek and there's nothing quiet about them loud, mm-hmm. boisterous, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just brash and just. And, and that that would be very difficult for you to create a, a loving and a, a respectful and
1: a lasting relationship. Yeah, and that can that can go the same way for men. You Absolutely, know, if you have a man that don't want to work. <laughs> to yes. be focus on his his outer appearance and his his Game Boys and video games and you know Game Boys is
0: like real um, old, right? Yeah, I,
1: just, I just aged myself, didn't real
0: I? real old. <laughs>
1: oh boy. <laughs> well, you know you understand. Just somebody that just refuses to accept responsibility and grow yeah. up and take charge of a household and really lead it. Um, some you don't you don't catch a lot of that these days. That's not really being promoted and pushed. It's yeah. kind of like live the selfish life look good get as many girls as you can Mm -hmm. that's gonna bring your you know um so it's just not a lot of biblically um centered behavior when it comes to marriage not in not being promoted in society nope you don't catch a lot of that you see a lot of single parents and so they they children are coming up with not such good examples because they're still trying to live their lives and it's just messed up. So I, mean, I even
0: go so far; some of them married parents too, doing the same yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. when you look in some some of the homes, sometimes there is no commitment there. Husband is doing his thing, like you said, yeah, and the children know, and mama's doing her thing too, and mm-hmm. children know, yeah, you know, and it's impacting how they view marriage.
1: Yeah,
0: let's let's move on into the church. I mean, you still got similar issues in the church yeah. where. You have some antiquated views and ideas about what it means to be a submissive wife. And some women have, in their own mind, evolved. Mm-hmm. And you got some bitter, and like I was talking about, and scorned women that's teaching their daughters. The Bible says yeah. that the age women are supposed to teach the young women how to love their husbands, how to be chaste, how to be keepers at home, right. how to be all these different things. But right. they're not these things. No. And neither are they um, promoting or celebrating or exhorting their daughters to be those things. They're telling them to... Get your own, be you, stand on your own two feet. You have gotta have your. And that sounds good mm-hmm. in a bubble by when you well, by yourself. You buy yourself sure. That sounds perfect. <laughs> and a lot of the training and the teaching, unfortunately, is to prepare you to be by yourself. Yeah, and, and that's the unfortunate part. You, you're married, you have a companion, you have somebody that you really can work together with, but you're you're striving against one another as yeah. opposed to striving with one another. Yeah. And then we wonder yeah. why we're. We're, we're not making any progress.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He has this vision for the household, and you have your own vision. <laughs> you know, he has his vision for how the, you want to raise the kids, and you have your own vision. Yeah. There's no unity. You That's it right and there. And because of that lack of unity, which comes through submitting ourselves one to another, yes. we, we have failure, we have dysfunction. Yes. And it it's in the church, and it's outside the church. And in the church, we say, We got it right. And, and people look at our houses and how the relationships are going and to see how the children are and they're like well if that's together then i think i'm good just where
1: i am yeah you're not being a very good witness exactly at all so it's very important it's all about the union who you Mm -hmm. are unifying with so don't just grab somebody because you hot yep calm down cool down simmer down pray Focus and get it, get this stuff, purge all that selfishness and covet covetness and all those things that are stopping you from becoming the spouse that God is calling for. So you're not gonna have a very strong good marriage. You'll just be married with the the license to born, no, not not license to <laughs> be <it>? intimate <laughs> <laughs> lawfully, but that's all you have going for you in a marriage. That's that's not a strong marriage and it's definitely not the it's will not of God. Yeah, so you don't get married just to have sex you know you want to build that relationship be what god is calling for um to be the witness to the world like hey this is god's way this is how it's supposed to be done
0: but don't get it twisted that's what we're in it for yeah well <laughs> that's
1: a part of it that's a part of it oh it's a part of it but, all right let's,
0: let's go ahead and be honest but still but you got to get
1: up though come on now eventually yeah uh, get up you want to walk in the newness anyway. oh lord oh. Anyway.
0: so the scripture says <laughs> going to the bible now <laughs>
1: mm, okay now we're going to the bible <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, it said whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and mm-hmm. obtaineth favor of the lord right. another scripture says a prudent wife is from the lord And like I mentioned before, a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. Mm -hmm. And it also says, live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity. That's in Ecclesiastes for that one. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, in essence, what I'm trying to say is when when you talk about looking for a companion, if you truly submit your ways to God, uh, especially I think you mentioned much earlier, I'm talking about the virgins having an opportunity to Mm -hmm. be able to, develop their relationship with God at a pace and at a rate that those that are married cannot. Mm-hmm. If you really take that time to really dedicate yourself to the Lord, and even if you, you know, born again version, as they like to call it, mm-hmm. you know, you might have committed fornication, but you repented of your sins and you haven't went that way anymore, you know, and now you've come over into the light and now you're celibate. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to really begin to get closer to God. Right. And if you so desire a companion, God can teach you how to become the woman and also the man that you need to be in order for you to get into a relationship and to help it or make it last. Right. People always say, Keep God first. That's just such a over <laughs> overly used cliche. God will be first in the marriage. What does that look like? What does that mean? I mean, truthfully. I mean you keep saying that and you be hollering and purporting that but then you go yeah about almost cuss your wife out you know <laughs> you know you ain't got no respect for one another don't treat any, each other you know with no kind of honor there's no love there mm-hmm. both of you very selfish and self-centered i don't care if you're a preacher teacher whatever everything is about you and how you want to do what you want to do never take the time to consider the other that's not god-centered
1: no at no. all no
0: but because I got saved and now I'm, I'm married in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden it's God centered. Not really. No. If you want to be God centered, you got to use God's characteristics and you got to use his attributes to deal one with the other. Right. Both of you should be growing in grace. Yeah. Both of you should be developing your walk with God individually and collectively right. so that he can lead and guide this union in such a way that it can bring about beauty -hmm. even if you have issues issues being sickness Mm -hmm. issues being sometimes you're not going to have all the money that you need issues being you just run into challenges in life stuff happens Mm -hmm. you know and having God truly at the center of it from the beginning and all the way through and exhibiting his characteristics even if you cannot over time something happens you can't be physically intimate Mm -hmm. but you've developed such a love and a compassion and a care and concern for one another that
1: it goes beyond that. Right. That's, the, that's God-centered. That's, yeah. Oh, and yeah. you don't see that. Oh, no. And then, too, if you're a Christian saved together, you're brothers and sisters in the Lord, too.
0: So you're supposed to treat each other, yeah. at least as heirs, Yeah. you know, together with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes we forget that mm-hmm. and we get beside ourselves and we mistreat one another, like brothers and sisters, we we overstep our boundaries mm-hmm. and we say and do things that we should not have said or done, mm-hmm. and it, it causes hurt. Yeah. It causes scars. Yeah, and those hurts, those scars, will impact your intimacy. Yeah, and if your intimacy is beginning to die, you start having wondering eyes. Mm. You you're giving the enemy an opportunity to step in and to provide alternatives yeah and you don't want to be in that type of state where you know you having what- ifs and I, I don't knows mm-hmm. and maybes and I don't I don't think when you have that doubt when you start that level of commitment starts to wane mm-hmm. that's when that voice starts start getting louder yeah <laughs> it's, it's everything is around it, it ain't never left right. but when you have that commitment and when you're in it and when you love your companion you don't see it Right, You got blinders on. Yeah,
1: because it's all around you.
0: Distractions everywhere. You yeah. can't get around it. But That's yeah. the way that the world is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when you have that love, it's just like when you love God. It's not that sin isn't present. It's not that sin isn't available. It's not that you can't participate. But because you love God so much and you're committed to him, right. you're not going to do it. That's right. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that my relationship with God is what it needs to be. I'm trying to get closer. I'm trying to get yeah. deeper. I'm trying to understand more. You know, I'm trying to, you know, tighten this thing up. Mm-hmm. Same with the marriage. Right. When you truly are committed to that person and you really love them,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: ain't worried about everybody else doing I don't even care if your friend's doing something different. You're not worried about that because your concern is is to your companion. Right. What can I do to please her? Right. What can I do to please him? What is it that you know would be make make, make me acceptable to her or to him? What what do I need to do better? You know what can can I do better? Because mm-hmm. again, they're your priority. They're your concern. Right. And that's what the Bible says when Paul was talking about the companions. He said those that are married, husbands, you know, they can't give as much time to the Lord as somebody that's single because they're looking to their wife. Right. And they're trying to figure out how they might please her. And same yeah. way for the wife. She's looking to her husband, how she might please him. Right. So, therefore, that's going to take time. Yeah. That's going to take some energy. Mm-hmm. That's going to take some effort. And a lot of times, the only time, energy, and effort we want to use is when we're doing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Just saying. Yeah, yes. Sorry, kids. <laughs> if you listen. but you know, um, and he was even saying that one is not better than the other. They both have their own value equally. Yes. Um. So it's just like in whatever you're doing, put your all into. If put your back
0: into it. Oh lord! <laughs> oh
1: god! <laughs> what? <laughs> just whenever you. If you're married, be there. Be present. Be there
0: <laughs> be there be present
1: <laughs> if you're a virgin and serve the lord with everything you have and, and you may not get married or you may you might but it's until then give him your give, all give it your all right
0: and the thing is is as you delight yourself in the lord yeah he will give you the desires of your heart from the perspective of he will make your will and you will ask for his will to align with your will absolutely because as that occurs, you'll be able to accept whatever, whichever direction he's decided to take you. You'll mm-hmm. be able to enjoy your singlehood, if that's what he's called you to, because that's in, that's in that chapter two. Yeah. Or you're able to enjoy your companion, if that's what he's called you to, because you've been preparing. Yeah. And the preparation is not really different. Because the preparation is you learning how to be more like Christ. Exactly. Taking on his character, his attributes, learning how to walk in the spirit so he won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's right. If you do those things and you learn how to love, these things will carry over and it'll help you be an effective companion, That's a right. good companion. That's one right. that will be missed <laughs> if something should happen to them.
1: It, true. It um avoids you from... Committing um, sexual sin, which is fornication and adultery, and different things. When your heart is towards God and toward, towards His will, absolutely, the, la- the last thing you want to do is go into fornication, because we know, as according to the Bible, that that is not of the Lord. He tells us to flee fornication. Yep.
0: Um, um. First Thessalonians four three through five said, "For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, mm-hmm. that ye should abstain from fornication." That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in yes. sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupancy, even as the Gentiles which know not God. Um. And First Corinthians ten and eight says, Let us not commit let neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day, three and twenty thousand. Ephesians five and three But fornication and all uncleanness or covetous covetousness, let it not be once named among you, mm-hmm. as becometh saints. So we see very clearly that as believers, as saints of God, we should not be committing fornication. The Bible also says neither fornicator or adulterer, and it keeps going down. And and further, it says, shall inherit the kingdom of God.
1: Right. So my question, why, why does the Bible speak so strongly against fornication?
0: Because, as I think it was Corinthians said, it's it's one of those things where you sin against your own body.
1: Yeah, see, I I have 1 Corinthians 6, verse 13. Yep. Meat for the belly, and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body.
0: Yep. And when you look at Genesis, like I said, at the very beginning, God didn't make Adam, Jim, Josh, Jeremy, and then Eve. Neither did he make Adam, Eve, Susan, Sally, uh, Shaquita. (laughs) He made Adam, Eve. Yeah. That's it. And they were wife and husband. When they became together, he said, Twain shall be one flesh. And he said, For this cause shall a man leave his mother and father and
1: cleave unto his wife. They shall be one. one
0: flesh. It was always from the beginning intended for marriage with one person. And when we went outside of that, we broke God's commandment. That's not what he desired from the beginning. He's always desired marriage he always desired that union that covenant that commitment that comes with marriage and again sexual intercourse is the binder Mm -hmm. but it's also the reward because that's through through that intercourse of course you have children as well right you know that's how you grow and that's how your posterity continues forward but it also brings you closer to your companion yeah and both that's the closest you can get physically to anybody right But also, I believe there's a spiritual aspect of that as well. Now, you're not one spirit because when you are joined to the Lord, you're one spirit. And that's where as believers, when we both say we have the spirit of God dwelling in us and and now we have the same spirit. Mm -hmm. So we all should be unified in that regard. But now we also as husband and wife are coming together in flesh. (laughs) We should be unified in that regard. So we should have that double unity. So we should be able to overcome anything right and to be able to withstand anything but back to your point why is fornication so rough why why is it so s- spoken against because it causes so many issues
1: mm-hmm.
0: it causes divisions it causes divides like yeah. i say it cause it creates dysfunction sure. um it definitely creates confusion mm-hmm. um a lot of the different um uh descriptions in deuteronomy when it's talking about different um no-nos as it relate to fornication it was it causes confusion. Mm-hmm. This causes confusion. This called shouldn't lay right. your, with your brother's wife or your sister's, you know, sister's sister or your wife's sister and mm-hmm. all these different uh, kind of categorizations to help you know that th- these things cause issues. Yeah. And you know how it is today. Man sleep with a woman. A woman has a sister that looks better. He goes laid with her,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: she has a kid by him, and, and the other one has a kid by him.
1: That mm-hmm. causes confusion, right? You, you look, go def- ahead. Definitely hurt.
0: Oh, all kinds of hurt. Yeah, and it, that confusion creates again dysfunction,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's something that, and it it's sin against your own body from the standpoint of again, if you have somebody that that you're assigned to, mm-hmm. you're sinning. Like I mentioned before, you're sinning against them. By giving yourself to all these others as well, right? right. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that causes a lot of 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 pain, yeah. Uh, trauma, yeah. Uh, dysfunction,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you name it, yeah.
0: All for a moment of pleasure,
1: right? And one of the points I come across that says it, it hurts God because it shows that we prefer following our own desires instead of the leading of the Holy Ghost. True. And the sexual sins it hurts people. Because it violates the commitment so necessary to a relationship. So sexual sins always hurt someone. Absolutely. you know. So it says, do not, we should not underestimate the power of sexual immorality. It has devastated countless lives and destroyed families, churches, communities, and even nations. And God wants to protect us from damaging ourselves and others by giving us the power over that. To keep ourselves from fornication. That's just how powerful it is.
0: Yep. And the way he gave us to be able to keep ourselves from fornication, Holy Ghost. Get married. Oh, married.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying Ghost to be too. all spiritual. <laughs> it's the Holy Ghost, baby. That's, that, that's he said, w- Never list
0: boy for fornication. Larry Bear and his own wife. <laughs> find my
1: scripture. Hold on now. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. All right. All right. That, that, and Oh, yeah. It says, nevertheless, to it's avoid fornication, fornication, let every man have his own wife and every woman her own husband.
0: And I, I get where to get spiritually deep, <laughs> but hey.
1: Even at the beginning, 1 <laughs> Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Now, concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me. I guess they must have asked him some That's questions. That's a question. Like, so, or, uh, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless, to avoid fornication. Let every man have his own wife. Because everybody ain't called to be single. They're Like, Paul, so yeah, uh what are yeah. we gonna do about <laughs> he had to write a whole he dedicated a few chapters to marriage.
0: And and we're probably gonna close with this, but the the problem was again in Acts fifteen, that was one of the things that they were told to abstain from, mm-hmm. for fornication. Oh and yeah. they wanted to do right so bad, it was it was some misunderstanding. And how they interpreted what was being told them, mm-hmm. so they figured, similar to where they were with meat, I ain't gonna eat any meat. Mm-hmm. In the case of foreign, I ain't gonna, you know, sleep with nobody. It was to the point where like wives were not, you know smiths having intercourse with their husbands because mm-hmm. and if their are especially if their husbands were unbelievers because it was like uh just just in case mm-hmm. you know paul was like hey 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 you yeah. know you got this this is why he was bringing these things forward to help them understand that sexual intercourse is necessary yeah. and it's it's a it is a important part of marriage right do not deprive your companion yeah. and then on the other side if you have desires, and if you really want to have sexual intercourse, get married. Right. Because that's where it's acceptable. That's when it's lawful. Mm-hmm. If you do it, anything outside of that, now you're sinning. So Paul was trying to make sure that they had this good, on, and he went through just about a lot of different scenarios. And we're not mm-hmm. going to get into all of them, but mm-hmm. there is we're talking about the entry point but there's also the exit mm-hmm. that he was talking about as well when it came down to marriage yeah um we're not gonna get into that this time but that was there too yeah and because again all of this was related to sex
1: wow <laughs> that's bottom line
0: bottom line and i say we talk about it uh, but we sometimes try to dance around it and we try to bring all these other aspects of it into play but the reality is is i don't need to marry you if i ain't trying to have sex with you plain and simple yeah
1: that's true
0: but when it gets to that point where i'm ready and i'm desirous of you in that regard we need to be moving towards marriage really quickly yes and we pray and we hope that you've set laid the foundation such that you'll be able to make that good transition into marriage not knowing everything Mm mm-hmm but at least having an awareness and knowing, generally speaking, what your responsibilities are, and how you need to behave yourself as men and as women in order to make the marriage successful beyond the first point of intercourse.
1: Right. So true. And yeah, that's that's so important because a lot of lot of marriages are struggling right now because you jumped in it because you was ready. Well, yeah, you he was, he was ready ready but, for <laughs> Right. the physical, but there's the other side. So.
0: And the other side, it really does weigh heavy on the physical side. Yeah. Over time, like I said, mm-hmm. you can bypass it for a while, but eventually it's going to catch up with mm-hmm. you and it's going to run you down yeah. and it's going to impact the physical side. And then when that physical side start getting impacted, it started impacting the spiritual side. Oh, boy. <laughs> so oh my. so they, they start playing off of each other. Yeah. And before you know it try not to get into the conversation I said, I'm not going to get into.
1: Okay. We're not going to get into it. You
0: start having these challenges. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if you don't shore it up, if you don't, you know, get a good understanding of what the word says about not his role, but your role, Mm -hmm. not her role, but your role and begin to really ask God to work on you so that you can be a better husband, a better wife, you know, a better friend companion. Yes. You know, those are the things that's going to reignite, the desire for the physical intimacy, which is also required because that's only way you become one flesh. That's right. And that is God honored. That's right.
1: Yep. So, so it is better to deal with the pressure of desire than to deal with the unhappy marriage. Yep. Sexual pleasure is not the best motive for getting married. Nope. But it is better to marry the right person than to burn with lust. Yep. So.
0: But we still ain't getting married unless we want to <laughs> do it. Let's just go ahead and say that.
1: So, you've answered my <laughs> question. <laughs> what drives people to get married? And they I think we want to do it. It's centered around sex.
0: Yep. And we have to just own it, accept <laughs> it, do it, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and as we do that, like I say, we'll get a better, more enriched understanding. Yeah of everything that should be helping us drive us to that point so that we won't make the shipwreck.
1: right well that's our time thank you so much for listening we hope this episode has further enriched your perspective
0: until next time i'm mike
1: and i'm talisha god, god bless, bless.